0: Okay, so we're going to look at growing in joy today, or growing with joy, growing with joy. We all want to grow, right? Yes. So this is a good way to grow, with joy. When have you been thankful you didn't quit? When have you been thankful that you were doing something and you didn't quit? It finally paid off. Anybody could remember an experience like that? Something that you engaged in, something you involved in, and you really, you really felt like quitting, but you didn't quit, and eventually it paid off.
1: Learning to drive. Huh? Learning to drive.
0: Learning to drive. Okay.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Taking too
2: long, and then he "Just give
0: up." Okay. Anyone else?
2: I think your studies, like whatever you studied, to do. You know, you you finally finished your course, so Mm. it's good when it's finished.
0: Okay, studying. (laughs) Studying something in particular. Okay, anyone else? You were glad you didn't quit. Okay, let's look at um, Bible Meets Life on page 106. Let me read this one because this guy got a funny name. I know somebody's going to get tongue-tied, right? I'm going to just call him Kef. All right? Running a marathon is a grueling task in any year. But the 36,000-plus runners who competed in the 2014 Boston Marathon carried something extra. The emotion of running that historic event the year after it was marred by tragedy in 2013, when two terrorist bombs killed three people and injured 260 others. Meb Kef, Meb kef, you say kef, kef was, one, was one of those competitors in 2014. As he ran, he had the names of the previous runners' victims written on his bib. That's the thing that they have their number on. Incredibly, Kef not only finished the race, He won. In fact, he became the first American to win in 29 years. And at age 38, he was the oldest person to win in over 80 years. He crossed the finish line. As he crossed the finish line, people in the crowd chanted, USA! Kef lifted his hands upward with joy and triumph. His hard work and endurance paid off. In Philippians 3, Paul used the analogy of running a race to capture his passionate, all-consuming desire to pursue Christ. The Apostle's desire to run hard after his Savior is a great example of how we can strive to become more and more like Jesus. As we've been hearing in that song today, right? Right on target. What is the point of our lesson today? Day by day, we can become more
1: and more like Jesus. Day by day, we can do what? Become more and more 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 like Jesus.
0: You believe that?
1: Yes, Yes. we can.
0: Has it happened in your life? Yes. Okay, we've all experienced that, so we can speak from experience that it happens. The more and more we live on this earth, we can become more like Jesus. Okay, let's look at the first passage on page 107, verses 1 to 12 of Philippians Verses 12 to 14 rather.
1: Not oh. that I have already reached the goal, or I'm already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. Brothers, I do not consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead. I pursue as my goal, the prize promised by God's heavenly goal in Christ Jesus.
0: Okay, now look at that second question there. What experiences or encounters have helped you grow spiritually? What experience, experiences or encounters have helped you grow spiritually? We just heard about Paul's experience and how he want to grow. What about yours? What What are some of the things that happened in your life that helped you to grow spiritually?
3: Um Brother Randy, I, I have a very, very, very close friend. When I say close friend, I mean a close friend. And the time that I that he was to the end of his rope, and uh, he had quite a bit of wealth. Some extent, and one of the things that he said, and is this it is too late now for me. I could have helped, but I did not have. And to realize the things that he did say, and to know the position that he was in, and he knew that he was looking at a very short time to be here on Earth. It was the most sorrowful thing that you could even hear about. Mm. As a matter of fact, I regret that I even knew him. Mm. To hear what you're saying, as I said earlier, to be on your back and knowing that you you, you and you alone are there and knowing that you have not helped other people awful thing to be in. Mm. And therefore I I am a free handed person, but even so I'm much more freer now than I ever was because I realise that my day will come and those words I do not want to repeat. Mm. And this person really died. Mm. Not in a good stage wow. that, that none of us would want to be in. Wow.
0: That's a serious lesson to learn. Anybody else? Uh, Not only experience, but encounters. You may have had an encounter with somebody that helped you grow spiritually.
2: When I was um, studying, I was in England, and you're far away from home, and you know, your parents send you money and all of that, but you still have like that little bit of time when you're by yourself and stuff like that. And so I found I grew spiritually because I went through experiences with dealing with people who were not Christians, atheists, different types of people, and you're so far away from home. And I found um, that I grew spiritually because I went back to my source a lot of the time when I was going through things. When you didn't have your parents around, you don't have... My sister was there too, but she was in a different place. But, um, you know what I mean, you basically on your own for the first time as like a young adult and you're having to experience things for yourself because you're not in high school anymore, you're not going home every day after school and you're with your parents. So I just found that I I fell back a lot on the principles that I had learned at Kingsway. And I found that, you know, they really kicked in when I needed them because you're, you're you're there, you're with other students or whatever, but you go back to your room and you're mm-hmm. on your own. You're studying, you don't know how you're going to get through some of these things that you're doing, and you have different experiences. So, I, I found I definitely grew during that period. I had to grow because, you know, you're on your own basically for yeah, the first yeah. time.
0: Amen. Yeah, yeah. Amen. All right. I, I remember an encounter I had with a, a young man. I When I worked at, for Royal Bank of Canada, um, one of the jobs that I had was... Um, being a part of the, representing my bank as part of the Claring Banks Association, what it was is whenever you go to the bank and you deposit a cheque and it's not on that particular bank, the bank would cash your cheque even though it's not your cheque and you'd well, how come they can do that? Well, they have an association called the Claring Banks Association and they exchange their cheques and so the place that they do is at the Claring House at uh, the central bank. They have a boardroom there. And all the banks had a representative that came there every single morning of the week, 365 days a year. And they would come with these batches of checks that their banks cash, and they would exchange it. And Central Bank had an account where all of the banks uh, would, would, would process. And, uh, and I met this young man there who, is, uh, who worked at Barclays Bank. And uh, he and I struck up a, a relationship. And it went on. To, uh, it, uh, I found out he was from a sister assembly of our, of our group of churches. Never knew him, knew him before, and it turns out that we became very close friends. And uh, he was a believer; I was a believer, and uh, we complimented each other in our Christian walk. He eventually became my best friend, and my my my. He married my, one of my sisters, and so he became my brother-in-law, <laughs> all right? I became his best man at this wedding. And uh, and we've had many, many experiences, spiritual experiences together where we, you know, the Bible says when you when others weep we, with them, well, we sat down, we wept together, we laughed together, we, 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 we had a lot of experience in answered prayer together. And so that was a unique encounter that for me, that really helped me to grow in my spiritual walk uh, with the Lord. Okay, let's look at the paragraphs beneath that verse.
1: Paul, the great apostle, knew he wasn't perfect. He had progressed in his walk with Christ, but he wasn't content to stay there. So he pressed forward, making every effort to take hold of it, reaching forward to what is ahead, and pursuing as my goal, the price, Christ promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Notice Paul's use of both forgetting and reaching forward. We can let go of the past when, it, when it's forgiven in Christ. Paul had pers- persecuted Christians, some even to death, but he was forgiven. He simply let go of the past, and so should we. We should forget past failures it's only after we've been forgiven and sought to make wrongs right that we can forget our transgressions and run forward yet we must not dwell in the past we must not let Satan accuse us when Christ has forgiven us forget past achievements Paul occasionally counted some of his ministry achievements but He didn't use past victories as an excuse to to slow down in the present. In the same way, we should be grateful to God for all his blessings and benefits, but we are not to use yesterday's struggles or victories as excuses to live complacently today.
0: Okay, next page.
1: What about the future? How do we reach forward and pursue God's prize? Hear the simplicity of Paul's words. One thing I do. Paul's one thing with Jesus. He was boldly captivated by the gospel in verse 12. He wrote, I also have been taken hold off by Christ Jesus. In verse 14, he described God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. Another beautiful statement about God's grace and salvation. Paul never lost the wonder of the gospel, nor should we. All our spiritual growth comes from the outflow of our union with Christ.
0: Okay, now look at that that, uh, that next question there, question number three. What principles in these verses can help us pursue the goal of Christ-likeness. Now that passage we just read gives us some principles in there. So we got we got the answers in there, some of the answers.
1: Forgetting the things are behind.
0: Okay. And pressing forward. Okay, let's look at some of the major points from that passage that we just read. Paul, the great apostle, knew he wasn't perfect. That's the first thing. He knew he wasn't perfect. He had progressed in his walk with Christ, but he wasn't content to stay there. Now some people get to a point in their spiritual walk, they think, oh I'm, I'm okay, I'm saved and I'm satisfied and I'm on my way to heaven, when they're actually saved, satisfied and stuck. Notice Paul's use of both forgetting and reaching forward. We can let go of the past when it's forgiven in Christ. Very important point to remember. What about the future? Third third point. How do we reach forward and pursue God's prize? Hear the simplicity of Paul's words. One thing I do. And then the other thing we point out here is, Paul never lost the wonder of the gospel, nor should we. All our spiritual growth comes from the overflow or the outflow of our union with Christ. Every single part of our spiritual growth comes from the outflow of our union with Christ. So we see how important it is to walk with Christ. We'll find more practical suggestions in the next few verses. Verses 15 uh, to 19 gives us some more suggestions on how we grow. So let's look at those verses.
1: Therefore, all of who are mature should think this way. And if you think differently about anything, God will reveal this also to you. In any case, you should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Join in imitating me, brothers, and observe those who live accordingly to the example you have in us. For I have often told you, and now say again with tears, that many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their stomach. Their glory is in their shame. They have focused
0: on earthly things. Okay, let's look at the paragraphs beneath that. Paul knew that who we choose to follow is important. He told the Corinthians to follow his example, just as he followed Jesus. And we see a reference there in First Corinthians chapter eleven, verse one. Someone turn to that verse, please, and read it. First Corinthians chapter eleven verse one.
1: Be ye
3: followers of me, even as I also
0: am of Christ. Okay, be followers of me, even also as I am follower of Christ. That's something that we can tell others to do if we're doing it. Okay, here he highlighted the same theme as he instructed the Philippians in how to grow up spiritually. First, Paul encouraged Christians to adopt his outlook and values. He included himself in the phrase, we should live up to whatever truth we have attained. Second, Paul instructed the Philippians to observe those who live according to the example you have in us faithful examples included those who lived out the values Paul wrote about such as putting the needs of others ahead of their own we have another reference there not grumbling or complaining and then pouring out our uh, pouring out their lives for the for the cause of the of the gospel another reference to that there It's essential not only that we hear sound teaching but that we also observe sound teaching through the lives of others in the same way we should aspire to be faithful for faithful examples for others every person say boy if he's a Christian I don't want to be one why do you think they say that because you're not being the kind of example you're supposed to be So in the same way we should aspire to be faithful example for others. We don't need a position to influence people by our example. We are already examples to our children, our neighbors and our co-workers. Don't you get ashamed sometimes when you see how another believer behaves in the presence of others? Yes. Well, I could tell you some stories, but we don't have the time. <laughs> we don't have the time. In Philippians three eighteen to 19 Paul offered several examples we should avoid following. He called them enemies of the cross of Christ. Such people appear to profess some sort of Christian faith, but in reality, they are pretenders, and that makes them deceive us. Enemies of the cross don't boast of what Jesus had done for them. Instead, they glory in their own abilities and accomplishments. Their actions aren't consistent with their professions. And because their professions are false, Paul said, their end is destruction. Such pretenders are known for a particular set of values, all of which conflict with Christian holiness. Their God is their stomach. That is, they serve lustful appetites and seek to please self. They become a law unto themselves. And then secondly, their glory is in their shame. They show off things for which they should be ashamed. And then thirdly, they are focused on earthly things. In other words, they get excited about worldly things and are unable to focus on Christ, his cross or his resurrection. Very interesting points that we need to observe, right? So keep them in mind. Question number four. How can we intentionally position ourselves to benefit from the example of others? How can we intentionally position ourselves to benefit from the example of others? We often have an, a, a situation where we see uh, a believer do something and we admire that believer because of what they do. That's a good example right there of how we can look at a person and intentionally determine to follow their example. Any others?
2: When the say the word, you, hmm? could, um, you can just try to focus on some of those examples as well i mean sometimes we don't remember that okay this thing happened to so and so which is similar to what's happening to us now because we don't know the word as well as we should so maybe if we stay in the word or at least for me if i stay in the word i can draw on examples in there to say okay i'm going through this thing it also happened to so and so in the bible as well and i can be you know encouraged by that
0: okay okay somebody else over here
2: Yes,
1: go read, ahead first. Go <laughs> when I walk into Mother Sarai's house, that lady had a chair and a table in her front room and only books. And everything in there was about Jesus. And when I walk in that house, I say, Lord, in my eyes, I say, Lord, I want to do exactly what this woman does. She, and she only talk about Jesus. And everything about her is Jesus. When I when when I tell my sister, I say, I want her to bring this woman I say, trash. should we talk about Jesus? My sister says she's crazy, ain't she?
2: <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> but she, <laughs> I like
1: my Jesus. Wow. And everything and everybody who knows her, say the same thing. Brother Jason says, why not you get to know her? She is something else, and that is what I want.
0: Okay, Sister Beth?
2: That's uh, uh, what Sister Brenda has just said, is what I was going to suggest. Stick around, get close to, find people, go out to coffee with them, join a Bible study, a prayer group, whatever. Be with people who you want to be like, you're going to be (laughs) contagiously affecting each other towards growth in Jesus and the Word and he really uses our fellowship to propel us forward and and to put into action what we know in our heads, but our our friends in Christ can really uh, take us to greater levels and and greater steps of faith and growth in him.
0: Amen, okay, so intentionally, don't let it be an accident intentionally positioning yourself to benefit from the example of others.
3: I remember as
1: a child growing up, there was this lady in the neighborhood, they used to call her mother Tyler. And um, coming from school, we used to stop by her. She was always on the porch and she was always giving
3: out tracts Mm. and telling her about the word of God.
0: Okay, good. good. So those are the questions that you want to use as examples Uh, to follow but do it intentionally look at the life of that individual boy you know they're following Jesus Christ I want to be a follower just like that person I
1: want to say something before before. Mm -hmm. Uh, at that time I had a car garage and that was my I used that full of straw and when I walk from that house, I tell the children, get these thrown here. This is going to be a prayer room. <laughs> and, and Pastor Russell dedicate my room in Major with day mm. And I tell my family, I'll never have a house without a prayer room. And when I was building my house, I wanted wood in the Orchard House. Frankie said You can't afford wood Orchard House but I'll put it in the prayer room because I know that's where...
0: You're going to spend, spend most, of most of your time.
1: time. <laughs> and that's the only woman for put in. But okay. I can tell you, she did something for me. And I mm-hmm. pray that my life would be
0: with this brother. She did it for me. You know, my i was talking about my best friend, Jeff. Every time we talk, every time we get together, uh, we would spend hours and hours and hours, and time doesn't matter. But one of the things that he always mentioned to me, he says, Boy, well, you know, um, a part of my life was changed because of something that you said in a sermon that you preached at my church one time. I never, I never knew that, I never realized, but every time we get into conversation, he would say that he said, my life was ordered by something you said in that sermon at my church. I was invited to speak at his church one time, and, and his life changed. He just, everything completely changed. In his life, and he would often remind me of that. Okay, let's look at. Our time is rapidly gone here. Basically, let's look at the last passage, um, page 110, uh, two verses, verse twenty and twenty one.
1: But our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humble condition into likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to to subject everything to himself.
0: Okay, and the passage beneath, beginning in verse 20, Paul turned back to the mindset which we should have as disciples of Christ. Specifically, we're to live in light of our true citizenship, which is in heaven. As we grow in spiritual maturity, we realize that this world is not our home. And that we won't reach our full maturity until we reach heaven. Certain things in this life cause us to groan within ourselves because we are there yet. And we have a reference there to Romans 8:22-23. We belong in heaven. For this reason, our values and lives as Christ followers should point to heaven. Through our lives here on earth, we can show others what the king is like and what his kingdom is like. Wouldn't it be great for people to observe the words and deeds of believers and say, you aren't from Aranya, are you? Mm. There's more, believers aren't just to live out heaven's values, we also should be awaiting heaven's Lord we also eagerly wait for a savior the Lord Jesus Christ one day we will see Jesus face to face in that moment he will transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness likeness of his glorious body Christian maturity is about growing in Christ's likeness each day as we follow Jesus we have the opportunity to become more and more like him. A process that will reach its climax when Christ appears. All this is Christ doing. He will transform us by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. Jesus has authority over all things, including ourselves. When we see him, we won't regret pressing on to know him more and more in this life. We won't regret regret living every day in view of our true citizenship. Each day is a chance to become more like Jesus, and each more like Jesus, and each is another day closer to His return. So keep going, keep running the race until you see Him face to face. Now let's look quickly at the um, application for this on page one twelve how will you press forward to be more like Jesus in the days to come consider the following forget what is past can we do that that sounds easy right but it's not so easy do you have something in your past you need to forget in order to run forward ask God to impress on you the richness of his grace and to give you strength to run today and then number two See others as Jesus does. As you look at people in our culture who are not following Jesus, do you respond to them with anger, indifference, or do you weep? Pray daily for God to deepen your concern for those who are enemies of the cross. Eliminate sinful habits. Evaluate your life for any sinful habit that restricts you from maturing spiritually confess the sin and be aggressive and the key word there is be aggressive be aggressive in removing this habit from your life and then finally you may not be able to run a marathon let alone win one but you can run the daily race as a disciple of Jesus all you need to do is forget the past focus on Christ and keep moving forward until the day your transformation is complete. That's our task. That's our marching orders. <coughs> Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you for the another, another day that you've been able to enlighten our hearts with how we can be more and more like you by growing with joy. Bless us now as we leave here. We pray for the service to follow and all those who will be participating, especially our man servant, as he brings the word Get glory for yourself, we pray, in Jesus' name, and all God's people said,
1: Amen.